And welcome back to the High School Hockey Report presented by the Michigan High School Hockey Coaches Association. I'm Jonathan Kidd along with Sean Belichian. Sean, how are you doing today? Excellent, John. Another great week of high school hockey and look forward to an even better week this week. The podcast is also brought to you by the MHSA and our newest sponsor, National Coney Island. Love to have them back. I know what I'm having for lunch, that's for sure. A little extra onions on there as well, but uh, they were a great partner last year. It was a pleasure uh, heading out to Heartland with them, and certainly we thank them for everything that they do. And they're going to be coming back as the sponsor of the High School Hockey Player of the Year. We'll be talking about that a little later in the show. Let's recap on last week. On Saturday, went and saw the Trenton Brother Ice hockey game. 4-4, four to four, it was back and forth. This is the only regular season meeting between these two, and then who knows? Could be, you know, state playoff preview. Well, it was interesting because as I was doing my rankings, I mean, one of the things that I did is I said, all right, whoever wins this game, I'll put this team there and that team there. And wouldn't you know it, it turns out to be a tie. So I, I'll kind of explain, not that it matters because they're two top 10 teams, but I'll kind of explain the rationale there. But uh, by all accounts, I had some buddies there as well, and I was getting some texts from you and a couple other buddies. By all accounts, it was just a great high school hockey game. And this is what you come to expect from two really legendary programs like this, John. Uh, they're top 10 teams, MIHL, need I say more? Uh, by all accounts, just a great game. It's going to be interesting if they do meet down the road. What I'm being told, uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing Trent with my own two eyes, what I'm being told is is Coach Clemens really has four lines that he can just roll, and that's so big. That's so big at this level. And uh, We talked about Brother Rice last week. I saw Brother Rice. I, Brother Rice was outstanding against Livonia Stevenson, knocking them off uh, four to nothing out Livonia. So uh, no surprise that two teams of caliber of that uh, played a tight game like that. Woodhaven, they had a big game against Liggett, 9-2. Zach Robinson is starting to be the buzz around the state of Michigan. He leads the state in scoring with 12 goals and 13 assists. It's, it's absurd when, when you think of the amount of games that they've played right now. I mean, it's absolutely absurd what they've been able to do. But they're a good story. And, and don't say that you weren't warned either. We talked about Woodhaven last year when they put together a really nice winning streak to, to kind of knock on that door. We had them ranked, if I'm not mistaken. We, we had them in the rankings in, in a couple different times last year. But uh, this is a team that, to the surprise of nobody, has been able to build on some of the success that they had last year. And listen, when you have an exceptional talent like Zach Robinson, uh, your entire team is going to be better as well. I'm going to be interested to see how they do against Country Day. They play them twice. And then when they play in the showcases, they're going to be playing in both the MIHL and the public showcases. I, I love to see that. And, and, you know, John, we're going to talk to Coach Zazchek from Forest Hill Central about this momentarily. Uh, teams are really, really spicing up. They're out of conference. They they really are, and I love to see that. It works for all of us. It works for them, and from fans and media, boy, you get to see uh, you know two high caliber opponents, or maybe a team that you're not so sure about. You know, well, how are they gonna? How are they gonna fare? I, I look at there's two teams that come to my mind when we talk about that dynamic. I think Celine a couple years ago. Um, you know, I, I think everybody knew that that Coach Foz is a, a, a darn good coach, but Celine started to make a name for them themselves and they've really established themselves and I thought Davison last year was another team all right let's see how they fare in this game and when you see how they fare I think that's usually a telltale sign in regards to how legitimate they are 
You took in the Detroit Catholic Central Orchard Lake St. Mary's game on Saturday night at the USA Hockey Arena. CC came out 5-1. to one. What's an update on Ryan Mara right now? Uh, everything that I've heard is he checked out already. He took a big hit uh, right in front of the Orchard Lake St. Mary's bench. And anytime you see a player go down, I, I mean, your, your heart flutters. And, you know, uh, I, I think the medical staff did a great job. You know, they came out with the C collar and got him strapped down and everything. But by all accounts, John, uh, you know, it was precautionary and he seems to be okay. So, certainly. Certainly, we wish him all the best. Uh, no doubt about that. You never, ever want to see any player get hurt. Um, Orchard Lake is a good team. They're, they're, they're a good team. I mean, there is a lot of talent on that team. I, 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 Keaton Strunk on the, on the blue line is a darn good player. Bryce Callen's one of the best forwards you're going to find. They're just overmatched against Catholic Central. And that, again, please, if you're an Eaglet fan, that isn't a shot against you. Catholic Central is that good. Orchard Lake St. Mary's is a team to me, they can go beat anybody. Really, they can beat anybody, except maybe Catholic Central. Catholic Central right now, uh, there's a reason why they're everybody's number one pick. Um, they're, they're John, they're so deep. They're so fast. And I'll tell you what, uh, the coaching staff has those guys playing so hard right now. I mean, when you're that talented, when you're that fast, and as an added bonus, you are unrelenting on the puck, uh, they, they are that good. Catholic Central is that good. I went and saw Gross Point South play Macomb, Dakota on yeah. Wednesday night, 6-2 to two, Gross Point South. Gross Point South is another team that moved down to Division Three. Mm-hmm. They could be one of those teams look out for in Division Three. They are. I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. I think a couple of years ago they had a really good team, and it took a little step back. Sometimes you see that, but they're back up. And uh, you know, it's interesting. Not only I'm sure you had a, a, a t- chance to talk to uh, Bobby, but he's one of the the well respected coaches around the state a- as well. So Dakota's a team that. Uh, you know what, maybe they learned from this. And as we talked about last week, they've been able to take uh, some pretty good runs as well. So uh, I am intrigued at, at, at the Blue Devils. I, you know, I, I think maybe put a little bit more down and, and, and we'll see what the next level is in terms of sneaking into the top 25, but very intrigued. Heartland went up to the UP. They played Hancock. They beat them 7-1. to And then on Saturday, they played Houghton 3-2 to in overtime. That was a good momentum builder for them. Well, you know what's what's interesting about it is, uh, you know, we we talked about this Hancock after having really just an incredible stretch. Uh, by a lot of accounts, that they're down a little bit, but they've got such a great staff and they have such a proud uh, tradition up there. I'm I'm sure that they're not going to be down for long and. By the end of the year, they'll be a tough out. Um, Corey Markham, if you follow Houghton, and I even put this in my rankings, it's tough to play against them, period, end of story. That, to me, is a staple of what you see uh, from from Coach Markham. Uh, one of the guys on the Heartland staff, uh, I, I was talking to him about the game, and he said they are going to be hard to play against. Uh, Coach Hunter, uh, Kirk does a great job on Rick Gadwa's staff, but he said they are going to be hard to play against. They 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 just keep coming at you. That's a, that's a tough, tough out. Out. And uh, to me, that's a staple of what Coach Markham has done up there with the Gremlins. And when you saw Heartland a few weeks ago, what did you see about this year's team that could, you know, make it a good run? You, you know what's interesting? I'm not sure that they have the, um, what's the best way to say this? The high-end aspect that they had last year. You know, they, they had a couple of pretty special players. That's not to suggest that there aren't special yeah. players on this team. I think this team is is just 
good all around. Mm -hmm. And that's frightening. We'll go back to what we were talking about with with Trenton and and what Coach Clements has at at his disposal. When you have good depth and you can keep rolling the depth, you just grind guys down. You wear them down. So maybe they don't have the star power like they did last year, although Larson is, is, is tremendous, no doubt about that. But they're just a really good, deep team, and they keep coming at you in waves. We build up this matchup on our last podcast. Kelly Mint was coming down to Cranbrook. Cranbrook coming off a couple losses. They swept Kelly Mint 6-3 and 3-2 to two in overtime. What a statement by Cranbrook. I mean, not not that CK needs to make a statement, but a big statement by, by Cranbrook. And, you know, Calumet fought him hard in the second game, losing in overtime. I, I'm As I said, I'm really intrigued at the Copper Kings because, you know, uh, Brent Locus is a name that came up on everybody's list in, in, in terms of player of the year. And then his brother's on the team. I think his cousin's on the team as well. There's a trio of Locus players. So uh, that's an interesting uh scenario to say the least but uh that was a measuring stick weekend and and ck they they came out uh, looking all right and lastly alpina the shutout streak extended to five but they ended up giving up a couple goals on saturday but still 260 minutes of shutout hockey yeah, what was it? 4-2 against Petoskey. I yeah, believe yeah. it was Petoskey. Cooper Black's been a great story. Uh, I mean, no no doubt about it. You only give up two uh, goals. And uh, as we mentioned, John, I'm sure that you heard the same thing. So many coaches, when, when you ask coaches about this, that, and the other thing, so many coaches said, look out for Alpina this year. And certainly Alpina's making them look smart. So that's a good start to the High School Hockey Report podcast here. Sean, who do you have coming up? Well, we're going to be talking to the head coach at Forest Hills Central. Uh, Kevin Zaschek done a fantastic job with the Rangers. They're off to a good start. So we'll be chatting with Coach Zaschek momentarily. All right. So we'll be right back here on the High School Hockey Report podcast. It's presented by the Michigan High School Hockey Coaches Association. And it's also brought to you by the MHSAA and National Coney Island. We'll be right back. National Coney Island is serving up what you love, fast, fresh, and friendly. Like our award-winning Coney, Hani, or handcrafted burger. So you can get what you want, when you want it. National Coney Island, your craving is calling. There's an old saying, you can never have too many officials. The age of the average official is 52 and getting older all the time. We're constantly recruiting new people, younger people to join us. After you register with the MHSAA, look on the website to find an officials association near you. They'll put you in a position to succeed as an official. We all learned a lot from high school sports, and officiating is a great way to give back to the game. There's help wanted, just whistle. And welcome back into the High School Hockey Podcast. My name is Sean Belegian, and of course, we give a big shout-out to the Michigan High School Hockey Coaches Association as well. One of them that is kindly joining us from the west side of the state. He's doing some good things over at Forest Hill Central. Let's welcome in the head coach of the Rangers, Coach Kevin Zaschek. And uh, Coach Zaschek, really appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us here on the High School Hockey Podcast. Oh, thanks, Sean, and thanks for what you guys are doing for high school hockey. It certainly helps get us out there, all the great stuff you're doing to promote us. Well, you know, there's a lot of great things going on. And, I mean, let's start right there. This is a, a team right now. Before we look at what's going on right now, let's look a little bit back 
to last year. There were some growing pains last year. You had a young team, but this is a team that kind of found its way as this season progressed. And really, some might say we're playing their best hockey at the end of the year. Uh, do you feel that's an accurate description of your Rangers? For sure, yeah. We suffered heavy graduation loss three years in a row, and it finally hit us last year. We only had three seniors, and we started out 0-7. And actually, we were playing pretty well. We lost to Granville. Um, I think it was our fifth or sixth game, but we kind of started seeing the kids buying in and turning, and then we ended up winning eight games in a row and beat Granville in overtime later in the year. So that was a nice turnaround. Unfortunately, we lost in the playoffs to the East in overtime, but to see the growth was, was fantastic of the young group. Well, it's interesting because, Coach, you see this all over the state the carryover, you know, they, they, as you mentioned, you buy in, you start to see some results pay off. You guys are off to a 4-1 and one start this year. What's going right for you? Well, we're still, believe it or not, on the younger side. We graduated three guys, but only have four seniors this year. So we ended up taking some young freshmen that are logging some key minutes, and you're seeing them grow already. And then we um, we lost a guy to AAA from last year's team, but he came back. He's not played yet, but he'll be back this week, so that'll certainly give us a nice push. He'll be one of our top-line guys. So just young guys buying in, working hard, and um, we've got a great group of kids who just compete. Coach Zaschek, the head coach of uh, Forest Hill Central, the Rangers off to a 4-1 and one start. You know, Coach, I, I think you were one of many coaches all around the state that – You've kind of taken that the approach of where do you want me to go? I, I mean, I've seen you out at, at the Chelsea Showcase. You guys have been out uh, to the Trenton Showcase. You're making the long trip over from the Forest Hills area to Farmington to take on a, a, a pretty interesting Farmington United team. What's the mindset, uh, I guess, by taking your team on the road and letting these guys experience that? Well, especially early in the year, we want to, just like you said earlier, we want to see, set that bar and see. I don't mind taking some losses or playing some tough games to be ready for the playoffs, and we need to see where we're at early on. It's a great challenge, and yeah, we're going to be in the Trenton Showcase again this year, the public showcase, and Farmington's, I believe, 5-1, and one, and they're scoring a ton of goals, so defensively, we're going to find out again who we are and what we need to do as the year progresses, because they've They've been, uh, last I checked, they had 31 goals and three against. Uh, Coach, let's talk a little bit about hockey on, on the west side. I think people that follow high school hockey, Forest Hill Central certainly has had their fair share of success. But I think what you've seen in, in the last five years is fascinating. It just seems like so many programs, year after year, there's another one added to the mix of the so-called usual suspects. You've got a front row seat. How is the growth of, of high school hockey on the west side from your vantage point? It's been great. I think what you're seeing is a lot of teams are not on that same, you know, 11, 12-month program to be successful. We have a really good spring, summer, fall league over here that all the teams are playing in. So these kids have a chance to play a lot of games throughout the year, and we have a chance to get, a, you know, quite a few good looks at future players. So as more as much as this grows over here, you're seeing more teams get involved and pretty much every team's involved in this now essentially eleven month program that we're running. That's an outstanding thing. And I'll tell you what, it shows on the ice as well. I mean, as I mentioned, it seems like, you know, there was Granville, 
uh, GRCC, those were teams that everybody knew about, but NE has popped up, and you guys have popped up, and, you know, Byron Center is an interesting watch this year. Rockford is veteran-laden. A lot of good hockey on the west side of the state, and I certainly encourage people to go check it out. You know, Coach, before we let you go, and we really uh, appreciate your time here on the High School Hockey Podcast, I always like to hear the stories of guys moving on, because you know as well as I do, there's a narrative out there, and a false narrative at that, that you can't get to where you want to get playing high school hockey. And and year after year, we come up with lists, and I say that plural, not singular, lists of players that have been able to, to graduate, whether to be to the NHL, to the USHL, to Division One. Zach Curry, a, a former player of yours, as a matter of fact, he was on our Player of the Year watch list a couple years ago. He's had a, a pretty good tear since he left Forest Hills. Why don't you tell everybody what he's up to? Yeah, Zach's playing for uh, Wilkes-Barre Scranton right now and doing well. Um, I think he's got four goals, three assists, and he's getting some D1 looks. He's had some you know, teams approach him and actually had a few different offers here of late. So he's um, working his tail off and perfect example of play high school hockey, keep working. And uh, you can make it to the next level. And the one advantage I tell these guys, we have quite a few kids not playing for us. I think there's nine that are playing AAA that aren't playing at our, for our school. And our big sell is you practice more. We practice four days a week. You can We lift two days a week. It's less wear and tear on the body, less games. And, you know, it can prepare you for that next level. So we're really working that hard. And Zach's a perfect example of a kid who followed that system and, and he's doing wonderful things. That's awesome. I love to hear that. Congratulations to the Curry family and uh, honestly to the whole Forest Hills Central family as well. Coach Kevin Zashek, as I mentioned, if you're interested in seeing a pretty darn good team from the west side over here on the east side, you have a chance this Friday, 8 o'clock puck drop against Farmington United. Coach, really look forward to seeing you guys in person and appreciate the time here on the High School Hockey Podcast. John, you're awesome. Thanks so much for what you do for all of us uh, coaches, players across the state. It's, it's much appreciated. I hope you know that. All the best, Zaz. Really appreciate it. Kevin Zaszczak kindly joining us on the High School Hockey Report. It's time now to reveal Sean's top 25 hockey rankings. Well, you know what's interesting, John? I, I, I always tell people this, and this is a perfect time to do it right now. This, in essence, comes from the coaches. I, I ask a bunch of coaches. I'll, I'll use Coach Zaschek as an example. You know, I, I ask them about what they think about other teams, not necessarily their own teams. So um, it starts with the coaches. But, yeah, John, um, I sit down, for example, on Sunday afternoon after I got done with my Sunday job. Uh, I sat down, and, and you scour the schedules, and you look at who they played. And you try to make decisions as such. So it starts with the coaches, but I, I, I think maybe the nuts and bolts of it is of scouring the schedules and comparing, you know, losses to losses and wins to wins. Uh, that's that's the stuff that I am. But but really, I can't say this enough. Thanks to the coaches out there. Every coach that I ask, you know, what what do you think of this team? What do you think of that team? Uh, not only do they do they answer the call, but they go above and beyond. So seriously, thanks to all the coaches out there. All right, we're going to start from the bottom here. We have Forest Hills Northern Eastern at 25, Northville 24, Forest Hills Central is 23, 22 is Rockford, and 21 is Alpena. Moving now, we have number 20. We have 
Woodhaven, 19 Grand Rapids Catholic Central, 18 Byron Center, 17 Orchard Lake St. Mary's, and 16 Brighton. Sean, your take on a few of those teams in the first part of the ranking? Well, you know, Rockford is a team that uh, a lot of guys on the west side told me that they're they're a veteran team, and you know how veteran teams are. Mm-hmm. I, they, 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 just, they just handle themselves in a different way. We just talked to Coach Zaschek. You know, there are some growing pains with some young players, even if they're talented young players. You know, you, you have to get used to the grind. You have to get used to the process. So, uh, you take your lumps and then you move on. So I'm I'm intrigued personally at, at Rockford. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, Woodhaven, uh, you know, to me, uh, the start is is one thing, but I think what sticks out for me is how you fare against some of the top teams. And and yes, you lost to Trenton, but you didn't you didn't get wiped off the map or anything like that. And I'm sorry that that speaks to me. So uh, I I'm I'm happy that Woodhaven is there, and and certainly Zach Robinson is representing. All right, we're going to continue now with our rankings. At number 15, we have Celine. 14, Houghton. 13 is Plymouth. 12 is Calumet. And 11 is Salem. Our next set of rankings, we have 10. We have Cranbrook. 9, Livonia Stevenson. 8, Warren DeLaSalle. 7, Trenton. 6, Brother Rice. You know, Salem is a team that, that is is really intriguing to me. Uh, Ryan Ossenmacher's done such a tremendous job. I think, in my opinion, I think Coach Ossenmacher has maybe flown under the radar a little bit and doesn't get the respect that he deserves. And, and we've talked him up, but um, this is a, a, a pretty good team, and he's doing it, you know, with some, some key players out right now. We talked about uh, Coach Markham. I, I always love watching Houghton play because they just bring it. Yeah. You you know you better bring it too because they're, they're just going to keep coming at you. The Cranes, uh, listen, it's Division Three. It's Division Three is loaded, but uh, uh, they can play with anybody. So uh, it, it, that's going to be interesting. And, you know, uh, Brother Rice and Trenton, let me explain my logic behind this because they tied. Brother Rice had their one loss to Catholic Central. So that was kind of my my reasoning for putting putting uh, Brother Rice up just a little bit above Trenton Wallace. Trenton's loss was to U of D. Yeah. You know, so so that was my reasoning for putting them at six and seven because really, John, is as simplistic as it may sound, after talking to a bunch of coaches as I was doing these rankings, I kind of came to the conclusion. I was like, all right, whoever wins this game, I'm gonna put them at six and the loser at seven. But we had to figure out a way, so that was my rationale behind that. And lastly, our top five. Yes. At number five, we have Detroit Country Day, number four, Saginaw Heritage, number three, U a D Jesuit number two, Heartland, and your number one team in the state is Detroit Catholic Central. And uh, let me tell you this, it was unanimous. I mean, to the people that I talked to, it was unanimous. Every, everybody said uh, Detroit Catholic Central for what it's worth. I want to talk about uh, two teams, um, Detroit Country Day. Sam Avola can beat anybody. And now, hold on, before the Yellow Jacket fans get mad at me, that team can beat anybody as well because that's the one thing that we saw happen last year. Sam Avola obviously got a lot of talk, rightfully so, but I think what people saw was a darn good team as well. And I think Sam would be the first person to say that as well. So uh, let's remember this is a Yellow Jacket team and they can beat anybody the way that they're playing. Saginaw Heritage, I mean, what such a great story. J.J. Bamberger's done such a good job. You've seen them make runs in, in pretty much all the divisions, but when you look at what they've done so far and the wins that they've put up so far, uh, they are just continuing what was a tremendous run last year. John, you were there for that Division One final. Uh, they gave Brighton all they could handle and then some. So a lot of good hockey being played up in the Saginaw area, to be sure. 
You can check out these rankings at our website, statechampsnetwork.com. All right, we're going to take one more break, and coming up, we're going to reveal our top games of the week and our National Coney Island Player of the Year update. So stay right here on the High School Hockey Report presented by the Michigan High School Hockey Coaches Association, and it's also brought to you by the MHSA and National Coney Island. National Coney Island is serving up what you love, fast, fresh, and friendly. Like our award-winning Coney, Honey, or handcrafted burger. So you can get what you want, when you want it. National Coney Island, your craving is calling. I admit it, I love working with money, negotiating, and making big decisions. That's why I'm majoring in finance and economics at Lawrence Tech. What's truly amazing about the education here is the small class sizes that give me easy access to my professors who truly care about my future. They even helped me get a great internship. And I was able to fulfill my lifelong dream of playing college golf. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. And welcome back here to the High School Hockey Report podcast presented by the Michigan High School Hockey Coaches Association. I'm Jonathan Kidd along with Sean Belegian. We're going to wrap things up here with our top games of the week. On Wednesday night, we have Brighton taking on Plymouth. What a great matchup. And, you know, we talked to Coach Vento last week. I think uh, Plymouth is a team that's going to go like this all year long. Uh, Plymouth and Livonia Stevenson are very similar in my mind this year that what they are now and what they'll be at the end of the year might be two different places. Brighton is Brighton. Don't pay any attention to their record. Um, if, if you haven't followed high school hockey that long, uh, Brighton has had years where they have meandered through the season. I don't say that disrespectfully, but the, you know they've kind of had an up-and-down type of thing. A lot of it has to do with the tough schedule that they play. They'll be ready come playoff time. That's a big matchup early on. We have Midland Dow taking on rival Midland on Wednesday. Yeah, I'm in, I'm intrigued. Um, I'm intrigued at Dow. You know, they, they were a team that made some noise last year. Uh, they've had wins over Bay City and and, and Granville. Um, you know, I, I think that's going to be an interesting story. They lost to a pretty good uh, East Grand Rapids team and a, and a team that, quite frankly, John just missed our rankings by a hair. Midland, I don't know much about them. You know, I, I'm going to be intrigued to see. This is a good statement game uh, for the Chemics. If the, if the Chemics can go out there and, and, and beat their rival from uh, Dow, uh, we're going to have to all keep an eye on Midland to be sure. On Thursday night, we have another KLAA matchup as Howell goes on the road to Salem. It's a great matchup. I, I really want to see the, the Highlanders. I'm, I'm intrigued. As a matter of fact, I think I'm, I might go out there next week to see them out in Howell against uh, our, our buddy uh, Clint Robert and Ann Arbor Gabriel Richard. I, I'm intrigued at them. Uh, you know, they were a team that, you know, they've had a, a pretty good run last year. They, they certainly have had some good teams in the past. As we talk about, Salem is a team on the cusp of the top 10, and a lot of people are talking up Salem as well. So the Highlanders with an opportunity to really put their mark uh, early in the season and, and make a strong case for saying, hey, we're ready for the top 25 again. On Thursday night as well, OAA battle between Birmingham Unified and Lake Orion. Birmingham Unified, you, you had some nice conversations with them last year. They're off to a good start this year. You know, 
big big test against Lake Orion. Yeah, and an opportunity to bounce back. They they fell to uh, Rochester United their last time out. Uh, Lake Orion, I, I'm intrigued at Lake Orion. They came off a wild one, eight to six against Jackson. They have losses to Alpena and Howell. That's not exactly a bad thing, as we talked about. I mean, heck, Alpena's ranked Howell, another one of those teams that's maybe in that next list, so to speak. So uh, that should be a, a, a darn good matchup uh, out in the Dragons' lair. And lastly, on on Friday night, the game that you're going to be taking in yeah. is Forest Hill Central at Farmington United. Farmington United just did come off a loss to Clarkson on Thursday, but still, this is a and good east versus west battle. Yeah, and you know, United, I, I think a lot of times what happens is when you get off to that hot start, well, what happens when you lose that first game? They responded very nicely. Uh, they beat Canton. And hey, listen, Canton's a team. They've knocked off Northville. They've knocked off Howell. They've been an interesting watch so far as well. So I'm going to be intrigued to, to see with my own eyes, you know, what United has. And uh, Farmer, as, as I mentioned with Forest Hill Central, listen, this is a young team that I think is on the rise and is going to be a pretty darn good team at the end of the year. Uh, maybe a, a lesson learned against a darn good Saginaw Heritage team that I think would be in, in most people's top five, so to speak. So that's an intriguing matchup, 8 o'clock on Friday night. All right, and lastly here on the, on the High School Hockey Report is that National Coney Island is back with our High School Hockey Player of the Year. You know, got to get the shout-out to Coney here. Thank you. Absolutely. Extra onions. Let's go. Jake Banky of Heartland was our winner last year. We're still working on our top 10 list. So, Sean, what, when are we going to expect that? We have the 10 settled. Now, when I say that we have the 10 settled, it was a very arduous process. And uh, there are a lot of coaches out there that are watching right now and know that they were part of that process. To whittle it down this year, and this is not an overstatement, this was the most difficult time I've had in my now five years of doing this, really. It was because we had to whittle it. There was a 20, and then we got stuck at 15, and then we got stuck at 12. And when I say we got stuck at 12, we got stuck at 12. And what stinks is trying to figure out the two guys that had to go off this list. Because in fairness to the process, it has to be a top 10. That's what we start from. Now, we always remind people of this, John. It's fluid. If, if your guy isn't on there, or heck, you're a player and you're watching and you're not on there, that doesn't mean that you're not going to be on there next week, two weeks from now, et cetera, et cetera. Word of mouth and what you're doing, what your team doing goes a long way. But we have the 10, John, I'll tell you point blank, the only thing missing right now is quotes from some of the coaches. So I'm working on that. Just to let you guys know that the, the High School Hockey Coaches Association does have their Mr. Hockey as well. Mm -hmm. So the High School Hockey Player of the Year is part of our, our thing here at State Champs. And also, too, the fans get a say on the voting. Absolutely. This is one thing that uh, I, I really appreciate us doing this uh, for football, and this is something that we do in hockey as well. Our online vote getter, our online vote getter automatically goes into the final four. You have a voice. Use your voice. Well, not your voice. How about your fingers to, to vote? But I, I think you understand the point. Uh, our online winner, you are automatically into the final four. Then, uh, John, you, myself, and a, and a group of coaches, we kind of dissect the next three after that. And the criteria that we use is not only online vote for that one, but how your team is doing, what you did in big games, and what you did in the really big games come playoff time. And that's something that, in my opinion, uh, Jake Banky really 
uh, went next level last year in that playoff run, and that ended up being a big factor for him and, and Heartland. So uh, that's the criteria that we use. And that's it for the High School Hockey Report. I'm Jonathan Kidd along with Sean Belegian. We'll be back again next Wednesday at 3 p.m. See you at the rink. Presented by the Michigan High School Hockey Coaches Association, and it's brought to you by the MHSA and National Coney Island.